Welcome to the Beneath Sport Podcast. My name is Daryl. I'm a football fanatic and all-around sports lover. Here at Beneath Sports, we take a deep dive into the landscape of Canadian sports and the people behind it. So tune in every Wednesday when a new episode drops and see what lies beneath. The jersey, the pads, and the helmet. Welcome to another episode of the Beneath Sport Podcast. Today, we're going to take a look at the CEBL, the Canadian Elite Basketball League. Uh, we'll look at three things. A recap of their third season, expansion to new cities, and what is on the horizon going forward. Season three. Season three, I feel like, is the season that they kind of formed their identity, and you got a lot of continuity of players in their markets. Xavier Moon in Edmonton, Mark Colossian in Fraser Valley. Lindell Wigginton and Hamilton. And this is where the league kind of came out with a whole bunch of different marketing ideas and strategies to really connect with the Canadian fan base. The first one being is the CBL Plus, and that is the CBL's OTT platform that's over the top. Basically, their streaming service where you can kind of stream games, exclusive content about the league, staff, and players. And I found it really great because it was ability to really dive into content and the one thing i'll say about the cbl content 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 it doesn't matter if they're filming a player tying their shoes or someone is writing a simple note down they'll find a way to make it into very engaging content to engage their audience another factor that they brought in was the cbl fantasy and they brought it around the championship weekend and I feel like it was a very great tool to really know the players in the league, know which are the higher players and the lower players, and just to make bring a very interactive vibe to the championship weekend. So I'm not just watching the game, but I'm really cheering for these guys because it's a little bit more of an incentive when you are able to get something intangible back from playing just simple fantasy. So I think there's definitely a great addition. Talking about Championship Weekend, it was definitely a great platform that they've created. They And the one thing I would say about the CBL, they don't do anything like halfway. Everything's top-notch. They have Roy Woods of OVO to open. They have Cardinal Official to do the halftime show and Four Corners to kind of wrap things up. The Toronto Raptors DJ and a really good turnout. And I feel like it's definitely going to be become a very great cup event, but in the summer. And I think that's definitely a dope idea and a celebration of just like Canadian basketball overall. Expansion. In 2020, the league expanded into Ottawa, creating the Ottawa Blackjacks franchise. But in 2021, they actually expanded into three new markets. The first market being Montreal. And Montreal, I feel like it's definitely a great ad. It's the first French Canadian market. But with Montreal, they made they brought in very good, talented people and people with a lot of experience, people that know Montreal from Andy LaRouche, and she's been ingrained in that Montreal sports culture. They bring in the two-time NBA championship, Joel Anthony, to be the assistant general manager. So they have a very veteran staff and a very good venue in the Verdun Auditorium that's in a very trendy place. It's recently renovated, so it's brand new, ready to go. The only issue with the Montreal market is how they will take to a professional team in Montreal because it's such a hockey market. 
but I feel like they definitely have the people in place in order to do it and make it successful. Surprise announcement with this addition to the league was Scarborough. They kind of just dropped it one day, and next thing you knew, it was OVO all over. And the one thing I would say about CBL, they make really great partnerships. And this is the league's first team to be uh, independent ownership with uh, Nico of OVO and then Sam Ibrahim of the Playground. And I feel like they've done a really good job of finding guys that understand Scarborough and are from Scarborough and know what people want and have this mix of culture and music and arts and everything that kind of encompasses Scarborough, and now you bring a team in. So I definitely think they understand the connection, and that's something that they did well. I think the one issue is the fact that they're going to be playing at the University of Toronto, downtown Toronto, and I feel like if it is a Scarborough team, it kind of should be playing in Scarborough, and hopefully at some point they can work something out with the city of Toronto in terms of creating a entertainment venue for Scarborough have it down by Scarborough Town Center and it doesn't have to be huge. I think something similar to a lot of G League arenas, whether it's the Milwaukee Herd or the Motor City Cruise in Detroit, that 33500 seat entertainment venue. And I feel like it's, Scarborough deserves it. The people of Scarborough deserve something that they can come watch a game, watch a show, watch a concert, um, that they don't have to essentially go downtown to do that. And I feel like it's Yes, this is definitely a good thing for Scarborough, and it's been such a hotbed for basketball. And definitely the shooting stars is something that that community can look forward to. Another surprising announcement, and CBL is full of surprises, but the Newfoundland Growlers. And this is going to be the league's 10th team. And with it being its 10th team, it CBL is now the largest professional league in Canada and I think that's a very big testament a big testament to Mike Morali and team and Thoreau Ontario is definitely putting in some work and I love to see what's going on there but back to the Growlers the Newfoundland Growlers are going to be owned by Deacon Sports and Deacon Sports were the owner of the St. John's Edge and they have had basketball in Newfoundland and it did actually really well because the Newfoundland community really gravitated towards it. It was something they call their own and I feel like the same thing with the Growlers. Now Deacon Sports aren't strangers to the sports landscape in Canada. They're actually owner of a hockey team with the same name Newfoundland Growlers of the East Coast Hockey League and the one thing Mike Morali always says we just don't want guys to come in here that have money to own a team we want guys to understand sports that want to grow the game basketball and i feel like they've definitely gotten really good owners at deacon sports in order to do this they've paired up with the university of newfoundland to have this great partnership and to cultivate basketball on the rock and i definitely think this is a good step going forward similar to scarborough i think they'll have the issue in terms of the venue i feel like the venue that they're in right now the field house is just a temporary structure um ideally st john's has the perfect venue the mary brown center formerly known as the one mile center it's right downtown st john's it's connected to the convention center and i feel like in the summertime st john's newfoundland championship weekend book it great spot and i hopefully at some point they're able to rectify any issues um i know a pet peeve of a lot of people have been like oh man growlers for basketball and hockey but i think i love it the fact that 
the team name works for both sports. I think St. John's Newfoundland's at the max in terms of professional sports being there. Just the difficulties of having sports in St. John's due to logistical reasons and then the cost of traveling to St. John's. But I think I love it. You have growlers for the summer, growlers for the winter. You have growlers, hoops, and hockey, and I think it works really well. And a lot of European teams do the same type of branding. I feel like it really works well. I could bring my hockey jersey to a, a basketball game. I could bring my basketball jersey to a hockey game. So definitely great things on the horizon in terms of expansion of this league going forward. Speaking of going forward, it was funny. The summer, I basically sat down and I was like, the CPL should find a way to like play internationally like the CPL does with a lot of the CONCACAF Cups and all the little events throughout the year. And then, boom, this fall they drop that they're going to be playing in the BCLAs. Um, if anyone doesn't know what the BCLAs are, the BCLAs are the Basketball Championships League Americas. And that is a 12-team tournament comprised of teams from the Americas, North America, Central America, South America, where they play to see who the top teams in the Pan America region is in the world. And then eventually be able to advance to the FIBA World Cup. So I think it's just great opportunity for exposure for the city, the teams, but also for players that they can get some international pup and they don't actually have to be on the national team. So kudos to Mike Morale and staff for ability to set this up. And I feel like they're just approaching basketball in a different way than a lot of leagues have come in the past. Speaking of different leagues, we currently have essentially like three different leagues playing in Canada right now. Other than the CBL, you have the Eastern Canadian Basketball League. You have the NBLC, which is the National Basketball League of Canada. And then finally, you have the ABA, which is the American Basketball Association playing in Newfoundland currently as the Newfoundland Rogues. So we'll start off with the Eastern Canadian Basketball League. It start hasn't started yet. hasn't fully gotten off the ground. Um, and I'm really a little bit skeptical of it because it's easy to put a name, a logo together. But will they actually be able to get the ball rolling and things moving? So that's definitely waiting to see. Uh, the NBLC, they've been around for a very long time, 10 years. Um, but they've been kind of up and down in terms of how they've operated. Um, I think a lot of people knock on the NBLC and try to compare it to the CEBL, but the NBLC came out at a very different time. When the NBLC came out, basketball wasn't the way it was right now. Marketing wasn't the way it was right now. Social media wasn't the way it is right now. And I feel like the fact that they were able to kind of survive 10 years, even though they haven't played in two years due to COVID, is a testament to them. And the one thing they have proved is basketball works in smaller markets. There's a need for basketball in smaller markets um, that maybe only have a hockey team in their town and want a little bit of variety in terms of sports and pro sports in their area. So I definitely think the NBLC can survive and it brings more opportunities. The ABA, for example, I don't think will work in Newfoundland. I feel like it's a gimmick. Um, the Newfoundland team only plays home games and the ABA, from what I've watched online, just seems like a lot of rec leagues playing around, and I don't think it'll be substantial in Canada. I think in order for a league to to be sustainable in Canada, it has to be it has to have the 
motivation of building Canadian basketball in Canada. If it's just a bunch of Americans playing in Canada, I don't think it will work overall. However, I do have a solution to these kind of multiple other leagues outside of the CEBL working really well. So the CEBL is under the Canada Basketball Veil as Canada's top tier Division One league. However, I feel like there can be a Division Two second tier to be developed and we'd be able to create a very good basketball structure here in Canada. So I feel like if you take the the Eastern Canadian Basketball League and the MBLC and possibly create another conference in Western Canada, probably in the lower mainland of BC and each area, so for example, Maritimes, Ontario, BC have five to six teams, top two teams from each conference make a playoff and I feel like you do it like that and have it at a much lower scale. You're trying to attract probably a thousand to fifteen hundred fans. Each player gets paid anywhere between six hundred to three hundred dollars per game. And you have a or develop a pathway for CCAA players um, playing in Canadian colleges and give them the opportunity to play professionally past their post secondary education. I think it's actually a good thing because I feel like if you're able to do that and you put it in the February to April range, um, you have an opportunity to play basketball in Canada all year round. Obviously, CBL will be your premier league, but you have an opportunity for guys who want to play in CBL and play in this winter league as well, that they can play basketball all year round at home. Um, and it gives opportunities for guys that don't really have any opportunities right now past post-secondary. If I'm playing at Humber College, and I finished playing up there. I can't. There's nowhere else to really go. If I'm a esports player and I can't play in the CBL right now, and I still need to develop, at least this will give me an opportunity to. And I feel like you have this this two tier framework that works really well, and it's similar to the NBA and the G League that's going on right now. So I definitely feel like there's more room for there's room for more than one basketball league in Canada. However, I do think you'll have a tiered system, and I feel like hopefully that the MBLC and the ECBL and hopefully they're able to kind of put their egos aside and form something that will drastically change the landscape of basketball in Canada. I think that would be definitely a great add and definitely change how we're viewed on a, on a national level. So the CBL had a very successful third season, expanding to new markets, Scarborough, Montreal, and St. John's, Newfoundland, and definitely have a lot of high expectations going forward. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beneath Sport Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Beneath Sports and check us every Wednesday on all podcast platforms. See you in the next one. Deuces.